G'day listeners, you're tuned to Soundwaves. from here from rainy well it looks like we're it's raining on both sides of the globe finally it is it is well, not, not, um, not finally here but not finally for uh you poor unfortunate east coasters east coast lowers yeah it's um a lot of a lot of moisture um crikey i yeah. can't believe it's just still uh, i remember uh, yeah it's, it's obviously been going for weeks and weeks is is, does Lismore still exist? Well, yeah, that's yeah, remains to be seen. I think it's uh, yeah, heavy, heavy, heavy scenes, heavy um, experiences. I, it just seems, yeah, I mean, uh, it's not in our kind of wheelhouse to discuss emergency responses, but yeah, a lot of a lot of the um, the surfers and stuff like that have been crying out for more action. Yeah, it's been interesting. It yeah. does. It does sound like the uh, authorities, as as is slow mos, uh, won't. Uh, have dropped the dropped the uh, the slippery slimy moss moss and mold covered ball. Seems that way. Mm. So I suppose um, on your on your side of the world, you've had uh, a little circus come to town. Well, it's been a it's 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 been a kind of surreal week of uh, you know um, upbeat positivity and perfect barrels juxtaposed with death destruction and uh <laughs> um the like so it's uh, mm. yeah. i guess it's kind of humanity in a in a nutshell really you know uh, oligarchs right. oligarchs party while um uh putin turns the world into a mad a mad place um klepto kleptocrats Yes. Pumping out uh, house tunes on their um, helicopter-equipped super yacht. Six hundred million, uh, six hundred million euro super yachts. Yes, uh, yeah. It's a. Um, at least you know. At least the world knows the word oligarch now. See, this is how things work over in Russia. Over there, the political system is controlled by wealthy elites who buy influence and pull strings of the government. Whereas in America, we speak English. So we've decided to do an episode on just tying up some loose ends, chatting about random topics. Yep. What, what did you call it? Well, Mopping it's, it's, up. It's, it's, it's inspired by our uh, friends in, uh, in Kiev. Uh, it's called Mopping Up the Debris. Can I can I start <laughs> with uh, what, uh, something you know, during all this kind of um, yeah pretty sobering sobering events in the inbox in the shacktails at gmail.com inbox. I'm glad someone's not... I'm glad someone's been checking that. <laughs> I've, there's a few cobwebs in the inbox, but I found this. Uh, it was uh, from it was an Mr. Ad- Nermelston Senior. Oh my God! And uh, uh, I think we should read it out because it's. I, th- it I thought was... you were going to say it was a promo vid for Windows ninety eight. <laughs> this is from <laughs> Mr. Nermelston Senior. Oof. Thank you both for your most recent, in inverted commas, tales. 
The program is as amusing and educational as it is irreverent. Uh, I like the banter, the insights, which is spelled I-N-C-I-T-E-S, um, which in general... Inciting so, a revolution. Exactly. Uh, which in general are completely foreign to me. More, the collaboration and camaraderie is most gratifying. Jeez. I listen... I know. Well, I listened to it today, um, the second or is it the third day of the invasion and was somewhat comforted by its focus on things that matter in a world that has yet again become bizarre or should I say more bizarre, better still, out of control. I'm not sure the world order has in fact changed, but what is taking place in Europe is close and may result in a very different set of circumstances than we have previously been accustomed to. In a world which events unfolding before our eyes are unthinkable yet possible, nay, real, it is gratifying to know that there are two people on this planet that hold music and surfing as some of humankind's gifts to the planet. And I salute you. May you continue, come what may. Signed, Mr. Nermelston. Jeez, I didn't. I, I didn't think that slab of beer I bought him was going to get <laughs> was going to get that good a fucking email. Wow, how's that? So yeah. we're we've got a lot of uh, responsibility on our shoulders to um, to please you know, normal please the planet. Well, <laughs> and the well, and the planet. We yeah. need to. Well, that's why we're mopping it up, mate. That's why we're mopping up the debris. Which uh, very nice. Uh, thank you, um, Mister Mister Nermelston Senior. That was very. Uh, very deep and uh, well written, uh, as you would expect from a, uh, a very intelligent um, bloke. Um, so my um, overarching message for the week, I, I learned something new this week uh, in amongst all the turmoil and, and chaos that I will um, complain about in my usual uh, extremely positive fashion. Um, I learned something called, which seemed to totally... Uh, symbolize everything for me this week two things symbolized everything well anyway i'll go into detail but um three things the law of triviality um by a man called c northcote parkinson in some ways it has everything to do with um what's going on in the world and in some ways it has absolutely nothing to, to do with it but um I'll, I'll tie it in or attempt to anyway so the law of triviality um, so Parkinson's argument is that people within an organization commonly or typically give disproportionate weight to trivial, trivial issues. Um, the trivial outweighs the important, right? The, the one particular, um, I guess, metaphor or, or example or whatever that, that he gives, which has kind of been become quite uh, well, famous in, in as much as, uh, as his work is, is called the bike shed effect, right? So um, the bike shed effect is, is this. And he did a case study of the planning commission of a nuclear power plant, um, which cost at the time $28 million. And the planning uh, committee of a bike shed in a, lo a local council um, uh, that at the time cost a thousand dollars, and basically the, um, the the finding was that in order to organise the spending and uh, you know get it all signed off and rubber stamped or whatever in this particular meeting, um, the bike shed discussion lasted for forty five minutes, 
Um, whereas the nuclear power plant, getting giving that the go-ahead, lasted for two and a half minutes. So um, I just I, I just thought that um, in 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 what we do and in where the world is at the moment, uh, and the importance that we place on things, it just kind of seemed like a uh, an interesting kind of metaphor for uh, for the for the way of the world at the moment. So that's um. That's my uh, the bike shed effect. Maybe maybe the maybe the uh, the episode should be called the bike shed effect. Um, the bike shed effect. I like that. <laughs> um, how about the board shed? Um, but but then it, I, yep. I, I mean sheds. So, uh, is, so the the idea is you spend in an, in an inordinate amount of time on trivial items because I'm guessing it's easier. Is that is that what happens? We we just default to what's easy and trivial because uh, we just can't get our head around the difficult. Are well, we just I, inherently I, I, lazy, or I think that what, I think what is the? Well, no, I think that there's that there's definitely something to that. I think that's also that the more banal or the more trivial, I guess, more people feel like they have some sort of agency with it. Um, How about board ordering? Oof. Jesus. I mean, you spend more time talking about the, the spray and where, where the logos are going to go. Than, <laughs> um, oh, I'll tell you yeah. what I've been into, if we're just going for a complete ramble, is um, two-chord songs. Ooh. What, what, what do you I, – I, I stumbled upon this. Uh, uh, it was on YouTube, I think. Some dude talking about the three, in his opinion, the three best two-chord songs. This guy's three – Best ever two chord songs are Horse with No Name, America, which is like, yeah, I love that song. I actually, um, I, actually I, I really love that song because I thought forever that it was sung by Neil Young. <laughs> uh, someone posted the other day that if you, if, because Neil Young's taken himself off Spotify, if, um, if you, you need a fix, just listen to America. Um, <laughs> just pretend it's Neil Young. But uh, the next song was, oh, what's it called? The Fleetwood Mac. Is it Dreams? And something in the way. Um, oh yeah, it's Nirvana. okay. It's okay to eat fish because I haven't got any feelings.
what let's go one better and go one chord one chord wonders and there is there's actually a punk band called the adverts who had a song called one chord wonder apparently bobby dylan's big on them um or the the kraut rockers um new now annoy the fall have got one in there um, um i i just well, like the concept one chord one chord wonders yeah and <laughs> so there's this, I found this article about it. Sorry to no, indulge no. me here. It says, the trick is to reveal an, an idea in which only one chord will do. Outside of John Lee Hooker, the artist who has demonstrated the greatest creativity working with such a constraint is surprisingly Bob Dylan. He has <laughs> taken the one chord beyond drone or riff to a musical adventure. In each case, Dylan makes his single chord decision he makes it open up an imaginative world that the options might have suggested could not be there. Every one chord song is a bravura statement, Oof. a way of fighting back against where the music wants to take you. It represents a battle of wills. The best of the one chord uh, songs make you smile at the invention and the sheer chutzpah. <laughs> Well, I, yeah. I guess a lot of kind of um, uh, traditional music, well, you know, employs employs a one chord kind of uh, ethos, right? I mean, there's a whole lot of kind of Af- kind of exactly. felakuti esque kind of stuff. That's uh, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that's a bit more complex, but like Am- Amadou and Mariam, I think I've mentioned before on this. Yeah, um, they've got that kind of basic is yeah. not the again not the word but um well it's stripped, a groove stripped, stripped down yeah exactly exactly more a vibe um so you should yeah. hear, you should hear a uh, portuguese folk music um sung by kind of uh, 70 year old um ladies from the from the hills of uh, of the interior wow um, if you want to if you want to hear something that sounds like um a drone that's that's certainly ear piercing, non chord changing stuff. Much more brutal right. on the brutal on the earlobes. Okay. Wow. Mm. Oh, well. Well, I um, like that. I like your one chord. That's a great little. Uh, okay. And it kind. Of, yeah. Well, it made me think of um, you know as we try and tie in the surfing connection with that is just the the obviously the the minimalist no turn um, thing of just not trying to perform anything on a wave. And there's a classic photo. I think, I don't know if you've seen it before. There's a guy called um, Usher, uh, Bruce Usher, so local, so Northern okay. Beaches photographer. And there's this amazing photo of his brother, I think, Ian Usher from the 70s at a local beach just south of Tommy Carroll's um, 
beach, just standing on the wave with his arms outstretched. And uh, it's he looks a bit Christ-like. It's epic. And, and the comment by this guy, Little Street, um, he says, often these days celebrated surfing is by watching what the board does. The use of our body and how it feels when in motion on a wave is overlooked and one can derive great pleasure doing simple things that maybe you alone can appreciate. Nice. Uh, Joel Tudor posted something this week on you know my my weekly viewing of uh, Insta. He posted a photo, a video of Skip Fry surfing this week, and wow. uh, Skip Fry is obviously a, a, he's north of eighty, and um, <clears throat> yeah, he. I mean, he was doing all you need to do on the on a wave, which was kind of you getting to your feet and going across the wave and doing it fucking very well. So, yeah, um, well, that's epic. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so the the one chord, the one chord uh, wonder, and yeah. the uh, the no move wonder. That's right. Uh, so what what are you what's what's in your floating around in your head at the moment? Well, I, I mean my old events. One of my uh, one of my heroes. I'm sure I've mentioned before on the uh, on the show has, has nothing to do with surfing nor music, um, but he is Nicholas Nassim Taleb, um, philosopher uh, and major wanker, but a very interesting uh, guy who wrote uh, a, a number of good books, including The Black Swan. Um, and he has, well, he and John Goodman in a film called The Gambler, but I think John Goodman probably got this um, from Taleb, but Taleb has come up with this idea, um, which is which is all about, it's called Fuck You Money, right? So his idea is that, um, I guess, probably from uh, working in places where people would... Uh, demonstrating uh, a lot of bike shed effect style <laughs> symptoms um he basically says apart from um apart from things like don't read anything that's you know, uh, less than 25 years old which I, I think i've talked about before um he also mentions um about fuck you money so um and basically it's, it's having money enough money to to be able to stick your finger or fingers up at anyone who tells you to do something that you really, that you're uh, right, that your heart and soul don't, um, don't want you to, don't want you to do. Humphrey Bogart used to keep a hundred dollar bill in his dresser drawer at all times, a decent chunk of change in the 1920s. He referred to it as his fuck you money. So maybe Bogart Ah, invented this because it meant he'd never be forced to take a crappy part. According to Bogey, the only good reason for making money was so this is in quotes. So you can tell any son of a bitch in the world to go to hell. Somebody wants you to do something. Fuck you. Boss pisses you off. Fuck you. Own your house. Have a couple bucks in the bank. Don't drink. That's all I have to say to anybody at any social level. Did your grandfather take risks? Yes. I guarantee he did it from a position of fuck you. A wise man's life is based around fuck you. The United States of America is based on fuck you. You're a king. You have an army. Greatest navy in the history of the world. Fuck you. Blow me. You know, in this in this day and age, perhaps uh, we just need to be a little bit... Um, 
a little bit more prepared to uh, to think about what the a the consequences of our actions and b the uh, the long term effect of uh, what what's what's going on and how we can survive it. You know, if if we want to outlive a couple of cockroaches and leeches, do you reckon leeches would? Um, uh, do you reckon they would survive the 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 fucking nuclear Armageddon? I reckon they're tenacious little buggers. I don't totally understand the whole fuck you. I mean, I oh, I suppose I do get the concept of the fuck you money, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm annoyingly uh, upbeat when it comes to human nature and human um i just think there's a lot of good that we do inherently that 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 most of the problems sam my my um you know sam harris from the famous podcast i just love his theme at the start of yeah it is pretty nice it's just it's full of what is it what do you call that um when something sounds important gravitas it is it is we need yeah we need more of that Welcome to the Making Sense Podcast. I've lost my train of thought. But I think the main thing I figured out is that from your bike shed theory is you've got to find the organization that's got the shittiest bike shed because <laughs> they've they've thought about the important stuff um, the most. Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna any if there's any take home from this, that, that would be it. Well, that's a, that's a good that, that that is a really uh, that's an interesting take on it. Um, w- when I read about it, I, all I thought about was our old high school, which used to have a bike shed, <laughs> and at, in the bike shed was where all the real. I think we've talked about it before, but where all the really uh, hard where all the fun, well, the fun happens. Yeah. yeah, and it was I also mean, the, it was also very very close to the surf. So um, we all got our sex education behind the bike shed. <laughs> Tried our first cigarette. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I'm going to continue my negativity into the disappointment of surf. After the most stellar kind of mid-winter here, uh, certainly for kind of just day-to-day surfers, not your your hellmen, um, the surf has been absolutely well it's it's kind of been unsurfable around here for for quite a while then it just got super perfect at a place where they were running they just happened to be running a uh woozle fucking circus some of these pro bastards turn up fucking 10 days or two weeks before it even starts and start shredding the place up and then you've got all the other hangers on and the fucking wannabes and the vowels and the this and that i mean yeah <laughs> unbelievable uh, but that's not even the that's not even the worst part the worst part is um me and me and my mate devo um shout out to devo and i will hey, I, I will i will quote him in a second but yesterday morning we uh, went down uh, early doors and uh, copped a couple of hours in the freezing um, morning uh, early morning kind of offshore wind and no sun clear sky and we oh, yeah i don't know got about three or four overlapping heats in um <sighs> and it was absolutely perfect like the surf was yeah perfect. i saw that pumping. that was nuts and it was but it was seriously pumping and heavy like <clears throat> big solid yeah. chunky 
kind of ticked all the boxes for uh, what a competition would want. I mean, we even we even got to see John John pulling into mega pits like right in front of us, um, yeah. and we were fortunately because the way we we accessed the place was this kind of a little secret uh, secret way where you avoid all the crowds and and then you kind oh, yeah. of and then you, you pop out kind of away from the contest site but close enough to be able to um to be able to see it mm-hmm. um so we couldn't hear the the uh, the drone of the the commentators and more about that later but um uh you know perfect surf world's best surfers a beautiful day it's so fucking boring it's a problem, isn't it? Live, uh, live surfing is just the worst. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe if it's pipe, I, I mean, guys were getting wiped out, and they, they had all it ticked all the right boxes, but just it's just a fucking drag, mate. I'd, 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 um, it's funny, isn't it? It's, it's funny when a, if a surfer finds watching surfing a surfing contest boring, what, what hope has a has anyone else got? Um, it's, it's funny because Devo said um, that his uh, one of his daughters had said that uh, you know got to go up and see Nazare one day when it's when it's you know huge and whatever else got to go spend the day up at Nazare and Devo was like look I mean he he he, he didn't he hasn't said it to to his to his el- yeah. uh, eldest yet but he he said to me um, uh, if if she ever does go up there I'm going to tell her. <laughs> Don't don't um don't, don't come back. Don't well no, don't book a whole day out because if if people like us because we've been up there a couple of times to see to see the uh, yeah the circus um and it, it my kind of analogy is is like going to Niagara Falls right if you're at Niagara yeah. Falls you're not going to stand there watching it for fucking six hours are you I mean you're going to go and see it have a coffee have a little wander around and then piss off. Um, yeah. and Nazare is the same and, uh, a WSL surf competition is certainly the same. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was, uh, that was a, a, a big disappointment of surf, maybe not a disappointment, but a, a kind of reality check of, uh, of, of what surfing, um, uh, live surfing with the world's best surfers. I mean, it's, you know, unbelievable what they can do, but it's, I don't know, that just was underwhelming for some reason. It's so weird, the, isn't it? I, I've yeah. always thought, I, I've probably, I don't know if I've said this before, it's one of my crazy harebrained ideas, but um, I think that, you know, in, in the ro- rodeo kind of world, they have the rodeo clown, that kind mm-hmm. of the clowns that run around while all the other shit's going on, yep. um, diverting the bull's attention, I suppose. So they do serve a purpose. But I just think we need rodeo clowns in the surf. So just have... You got the comp on, but then you just got these nutcase. Like you have Jamie O'Brien on a softboard. You have, I don't know, Mason Ho. There's just other guys out there just doing crazy shit in between. But the ride that woman took me on broke a whole lot more than this old cowboy's bones. While the tears on my makeup. Melts my painted smile into a frown The crowd thinks I'm a dandy I'm Bandy the Rodeo Clown
I saw yeah, it. Yeah, so, so they're, my, like, they're, they're like the kind of, um, it's like the kind of uh, halftime entertainment, but like all the time. Yeah, yeah. The problem is it probably just that would become more interesting than the actual competition. So, what, what, what about or you could just have maybe just have a couple of um, Brazilians playing paddle ball on the shore as well. <laughs> well, there was a few of them. I remember sitting on the beach at Copacabana and uh, um, definitely saw some crazy mad paddle ball skills in some very, okay. very, uh, um, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, vomit inducing, um, male Brazilian, um, those, <laughs> those half speedos, half underpants kind of things that they wear. Oh, you know? Yeah. But then I realized, yeah. then I realized that of course, watching surfing on the computer or, or whatever, actually watching it on TV is, is actually quite okay but then of course you've got to fucking listen to the absolute abominations of humanity that are comment comment commenters i can't even speak they're commenting on this fucking circus my god um and uh devo who is a a a wit at um and 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 a scholar um he sent a message to our, which you would have seen, to our group, one of our group uh, WhatsApp. Oh yes, groups. Um, and this is after having been there and watched watched it in the flesh. Um, and his his comment was, "I just Google translated what um, Kanoa Inarashi. Sorry, I just Google translated Kanoa Inarashi's spiel in Japanese at the end of his interview." And apparently he said, Joe Tapel is without doubt the biggest, smarmiest wanker in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and not, only uh, did I, not, not only did I find that that is extremely um, apt, uh, but smarmy is just such a lovely word. Smarmy. It is good. Yep. Smarmy. Um, there was there was a, a, a very small light uh, in the in the WSL um uh, televised uh, uh, nonsense. There was an ad by Bridgestone that, and I, I oh, tried. Yeah. To, I tried to find it today, but I didn't have time because I was fucking working way too hard today. Um, and this ad that they kept playing, you know, as they do ad nauseum, they play the fucking ads over mm. and over again, and it took kind of corporate advertising bullshit speak speak to the to the like the oh wow great i'll have to dig it up and i'll, I'll get the uh, i'll get i'll get the uh, little sound bite so hopefully we can chuck it into the to the mix but it literally it basically you know trying to attract customers or trying to mm. by uh, you know making this thing that that tires are a lifestyle <laughs> choice basically and you know, but, but there, there was this kind of one, one or two sentences that just made absolutely no sense in a, in a, in a, in a way that only advertising executives who've taken too much coke and believe their own fucking self-congratulatory uh, emails and uh, tweets uh, too much. That only they could fucking come up. The right tire is more than an auto part. It's trusted and reliable 
It's the freedom to go where you're going and the dependability to get you there. But I, I don't know if you've, I've been listening to a couple of podcasts recently, surf related, and yeah, old Jamie Brissick's um, come out with a cracker um, with the Surfers Journal. I don't know if you've seen those. Um, well, I have. I mean, I've got a, I'm a subscriber, so he's uh, he's depressingly lovable, articulate, and uh, interesting. So mm. um, yeah, I I um I think we need to take him out. Yeah, so I listened to his first one with um. Uh, Steph Gilmore, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, yeah, yes, yeah, like pretty awesome. The, the, the next one's um, Tony Alva, which would be really, really interesting. But I did listen to this other podcast, um, and I've mentioned this one before. We look sideways um, by an English guy. Can't remember his name. Re- really like his style. Um, but he interviewed this guy Tony Butt, who's yep. a oceanographer. Uh, oceanographer. Yeah. Yep. Interesting guy. I, I found it interesting because there was a ton, he's a fascinating guy. He, he surfs around the kind of the north northwestern tip of Spain. Yeah, um, he, charge, he charges big waves, apparently. Yeah, but it was interesting because you should have a listen to it because he's got a a trace of, I suppose, cynicism and um uh a healthy cynicism i think to to sort of the modern surfing world like you know he's very anti-jet skis in big waves etc um but he, he, he spoke about the intrinsic or extrinsic um joy that you can get out of surfing and his take is that you know we, we should aim for the intrinsic so basically you're surfing for your own pleasure and your the, you're doing it for your 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 own reasons, not your, not necessarily yeah. selfish reasons, but because um, you can share that. I think, but the extrinsic uh, world of surf would be, I suppose, the photos, the the competitions, the the accolades. Um, yep. But yeah, I don't know what you think, but I, I do think I I don't know about you, but it is nice to get a hoot from someone. It is nice oh, to yeah, get exactly exactly. <sighs> I, I, I just no, think, yeah, I think you can it's be. Nice to, it's nice to once in a while get a photo of yourself on a nice wave. Exactly. I suppose, uh, yeah, look, I, I think um, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of narcissism. I think I think everything needs to be measured, obviously. But yeah, uh, exactly. Well, no, uh, Joe Turpel's voice doesn't need to be measured. It's 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 already uh, it's already been proven to be detrimental to to listen well, the the sort of controversy adverseness that the wsl is is pushing they're trying to become it's this so weird surfing has got this counterculture absolutely it's, sort of reputation i suppose which we shouldn't be afraid of no because um, the, the problem is that the whole the whole dumbing down and uh smarminess of the of the wsl is basically leading to a new generation of friendly, happy, fucking, you know, contented surfers who yeah. just have no idea how how much we've fucking slaved and how much 
trouble we've been through to to get to this point of uh, our our own kind of uh, cynical yet stoked journey um, through through yeah. surfing. It, you know, come yeah. on, there, there has to be there has to be that kind of balance. It, uh, it can't all be what what it what does what does he call it the positive wall of noise that the uh, the, the, the positive wall of noise the WSL yeah. uh, certainly um, you know everything's like wow it's oh. fantastic it's amazing it's fucking you know ah, it's disgusting. This is a marketing holocaust. Twenty four hours a day for the rest of our lives. The powers that be are hard at work dumbing us to death. So, to defend ourselves and fight against assimilating this dullness into our thought processes, we must learn to read, to stimulate our own imaginations, to cultivate our own consciousness, our own belief systems. We all need these skills to defend to preserve our own minds. Can I just go on about the frivolity and transience and utter um, annoying nature of music? The turgid miasma of existence. Oh, mate. Well, I sat in a bar um, uh, on the weekend uh, with a couple of mates uh, while we waited for uh, a few of a few of the. Uh, female partners to do some uh, shopping sounds very uh, sounds very stereo stereotypical <laughs> and right. in the background there was um uh, mtv europe was on um, what? And, and it had a, a year 2000s um kind of thing on loop and this fucking no song by remember this woman called anastasia Anyway, can't remember this song called "Sick and Tired" by Anastasia is the theme song of this miserable week. The sign of humanity's utter abjectness and futility. Uh, I would recommend every listener goes and chucks it on on the YouTube. Sick and tired in every way. Sick and tired uh, listening to that fucking song. And then, of course, I got it stuck in my head for like three days. You know? my about these songs that I really hate that I actually really like. Mm. So, oh, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Oh, who, who wrote High Fidelity and Fever Pitch? Nick Nick Hornby. Yep. Um, he wrote a great book called 31 Songs where he kind of mused uh, on the topic of, of different songs, each chapter, a different song. And one of them was, um, oh, is it Nelly Fatata? What's her name? Nelly, Nelly Fatata. Yeah, I'm like a bird, and oh, um, God. he he loved the song at the time, and he said, "I know it's it's saccharine pop. I know it's I'm going to be sick of it, and I'm going to be embarrassed that I liked it, but that's the power of a pop song." He said mm. at the time he just loved loved it. 
I don't know. That that's a weird a weird um, thing. Well, there's I don't another, know. There's another episode right there, isn't there? That's so it. I, I did have an Shit antidote. Pop. I had an antidote to Anastasia. Oh. Um, and napalm death. No, no. The the Lars. Um, ah. The Lars uh, self-titled um, album that I kind of listened to this weekend on repeat and just. Uh, I'll, I could do a whole episode um, eulogizing the Lars, but um, I, there she goes. I, I would recommend, I mean, and that's the funny thing. There she goes is actually the, obviously the most well-known okay. song, but the, the kind of least, uh, ah. least good. <laughs> the songs. Yeah. Uh, oh, good. I'll have to I'll check it out. Cause yeah, to be honest, it's the only song I know of this purportedly about heroin. Like most songs are. Pretty much every song is either about heroin or booze or women. Um, well, my the song floating my boat at the moment is Mark Lanigan, who left us this R- week. R-I-P. Talk about sadness. Um, Baraco, a uh, song of his, which apparently is Spanish for drunk person. Baraco? Baraco. Okay. okay. Uh, that, that's my song. It's uh, beautiful. Well, I might have to head off. Um, Stan, no I'm sorry, worries, it is missing no, down good. outside. The leeches are, are sort of coming <laughs> under the door. Um, so if you don't hear from me, I don't have a huge amount of excess blood in my system. So if you don't hear from me, it's nice knowing you. All right. And well, um, are you, yeah. are you well? We, we've we've basically given up driving here because um, uh, the price of <laughs> the price of diesel from tomorrow is going up over two euros a liter. Shit! Wow, yeah. mm. it's probably about four dollars in our money. Yeah, it's not far off. Wow, you might need mm. to upgrade your pushy. Well, that's that's exactly what my father-in-law said yesterday. <laughs> there you go. One of those um, battery power ones. Yeah, no, I think I'm just get a horse. Get, I think get a I'm horse just, with no name. I'm just going to listen to Anastasia on repeat. No, that's it. Um. Well, I just saw somewhere a post that said um, petrol so expensive, it's going to be cheaper now just to buy cocaine and run everywhere. So, <laughs> uh, well, there's there's a lot of local guys who have moonshine, like liters of it in there. Oh, so you know, you could just, just um just chuck a bit of moonshine in your tank and you'll be oh right. God, and a Blind bit you. Oh, geez, watch out. Careful with that. Cool, mm. mate. Well, um, it's always been a pleasure. Always will be. And um, love it. And this is a, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pocket-sized pocket rocket of an episode. Fucking rip yep. it. Let's, let's um, let's convene soon, and the next topic will work out. And I might even go surfing sometimes. Oh yeah. yeah. Love your work, mate. Ciao. Okay. Copy. Wait.
never need 